Hi everyone, welcome to the Is This Worth podcast, another day, another episode. Um, so before I continue, I just want to say, well, I want to put up a trigger warning because with today's episode, I talk a little about eating disorders and dieting. So if this is something that's hard for you to hear or listen to, then I suggest that you skip this one okay cool um so with today's episode i just want to talk about how it was for me being a fat person who was also fat phobic and how i got to a point where i was like i can't carry on like this i can't keep on hating the very thing that i am it's just not working out um it's not healthy i'm not happy and if i want to get to a place where I feel comfortable in my own skin and, you know, I feel happy with myself and with my body, I'm going to have to sit down and unlearn all of this internalized fat phobia. Um, And so to do this, I had to figure out where it was coming from, you know, Um, and also this idea or belief that being fat equals being unattractive. I had to figure out where that came from. It was like, is this an internal idea or is it an external idea? And to do so, I had to bring in my nine-year-old self and we started unpacking all of this. Um, so let's get into it. Um, so when I was eight, going on to being nine years old, I started gaining weight. And, you know, so I became a fat kid and I was okay with that. I was living my best life. I was so confident. And I didn't see me being fat as something to be ashamed of or as something that dictated what I could or what I couldn't weigh. You know, it was just like, yeah, I'm fat and fat. (laughs) So I was just, again, I was just living my best life. I was wearing whatever I wanted to wear. I was putting myself out there, you know, and having a good time. So then we, so now I go into grade four and bullies into the chat. So now at this point, or when the bullies enter the chat, that's when I got the other POV of what people see fatness as and how they feel about it. And funny enough, one of my bullies was a fat girl herself. And I think that she was one of the fat people who were ashamed of being fat and felt like it was something they had to fix and felt like it meant that they couldn't be them the be selves and it meant that they had to like take a step back or lower their voices and lower their heads and so I think when she met me it irked her and it you know pricked or picked at her insecurities and she started projecting onto me and she started trying to make me feel bad about being fat you know I remember there'd be situations where she'd just kind of be like look at your stomach it's so big you know I remember this one point um we were all seated together and you know she was like look at Mappy's stomach it's so big I think it's the biggest one here and it wasn't actually hers was the biggest one there (laughs) but you know those kinds of things that they made me start to feel like yeah being fat actually was something that I had to be ashamed of and I started lowering my voice um I started lowering my head I stopped wearing whatever I wanted to. I started wearing duller colors and things like that. I was just no longer this sunshine, you know, this vibrant person who was out there. Um, And I remember an incident where, so in grade 
three, I used to love singing and I still do. And my teacher would hear me singing to myself. So one day she was like, why don't you stand up in front of the class and just sing for us? And I was like, for sure. You know, I was like, let me serenade you a little bit. Um, and I did. And then grade five happened. And at this point in grade five, I was now self-conscious. And so we had like this little talent thing in my class and I volunteered, you know, but as I was up there singing, I realized how scared I was to be out up there. And I wasn't scared because I thought that people would think I couldn't sing. No, I was scared of the fact that people would make fun of me for being fat. I was scared of the fact that I was no longer, how do I put it? I was no longer just a person. I was now a fat person. And me being fat came before anything else. It came before me being talented. It came before me being bubbly and out there or whatever it, it was just you're fat first before you're anything else and I was aware of that you know and so um in grade six that's when I started going on to crash diets um and I remember I would always plan these diets during school holidays because I was like you know I want to have that moment where when we come back from school holidays, I'm like this slim baddie. And everyone's like, wow, you look amazing. You've changed. OMG. <laughs> and, you know, me being like, yeah, yeah. And I also wanted to show up my bully. I was like, you know, I wanted to be a thing of, yeah, you're still fat and I'm not. Now what? You know? Um, and I continued that way. I continued going on to crash diets and going off of crash diets. And it was really unhealthy. And I think... The scariest thing is I wasn't aware of how it was affecting me mentally. And I also wasn't aware of the fact that I was developing eating disorders, you know, and it seemed like such a normal thing. Um, so I remember now when I got to high school, I still had that belief that um, being fat meant I was unattractive. And so as a result, I feel like subconscious, sub, uh, subconsciously, I stopped buying pretty clothes you know cute clothes bright clothing or whatever because I felt like nothing could make me attractive and it didn't matter because at the end of the day I was fat um and that was the problem you know it was like first I need to fix my fatness and then I can start investing in cute clothes because these cute clothes will look ugly on me because I'm fat um so then you know at high school we'd have CV's days and on those CV's days, I would look horrible. I would look like I fell out of bed. And I remember how self-conscious I'd feel whenever I'd see all the other girlies, you know, showing up in their bright colored clothing, showing up in their tight clothes and whatever, and just living their best lives. And there I was with these baggy jeans that didn't sit well on me. Um, and like these baggy t-shirts that just, they just messed up my shape. And I just want to say, I have a nice shape. Yeah, I have a nice shape. <laughs> but those clothes were not showing it um and yeah it, it just made me feel worse and it was like I'm aware of the fact that I'm buying clothes that I know are, are ugly are ugly ah, now I can't say ugly <laughs> I'm buying clothes that I know are ugly um and I know that they're going to make me feel bad and I know that they're going to want to make me run back home but I'm still doing it and I'm still showing up on CV's day wearing these clothes knowing that seeing all the other girlies wearing nice clothes will make me feel worse but I'm just continuously putting myself through this you know um so now we get to matric and I just want to say that before that, like from grade eight to grade 11, I was still participating in crash diets, but the crash diets that I was, I was participating in were like super restrictive. And so I always fell off, you know, I couldn't stay on them for far too long because 
after a while my body be like nah babe this is enough like i can't do this um so matric i finally got onto a crash diet it wasn't a crash diet really it was a restrictive diet and with this diet it was a little more sustainable than the other diets that i'd been on so i was able to stay on it much longer than the other ones and so because i stayed on it much longer i actually lost weight you know um and i started to feel good but i think this feeling good was very superficial because i wasn't actually feeling good mentally and emotionally deep down i wasn't okay but it was kind of like okay now i finally fit this social idea of what it is to be pretty and what it is to be attractive you know i mean i'm not fat anymore i'm mid size so then i remember we had a civis day this one time um and we were writing prelim prelims by the way and so i was like you know what now i'm going to wear tight jeans um i'm going to wear a tightish top and i'm going to wear a leather jacket like just to show these girls who i am And guess what? That day I got so many compliments. You know, people were complimenting my outfit, they were complimenting my body. And what that translated to me as was that yeah, for sure, being fat equals being unattractive, right? And being and not being fat equals being attractive. So I need to stay on this and I need to make sure that I do not gain all that weight back, but that I stay at the size or even get smaller because I mean the smaller i am the prettier i am you know and i continued on like that but i think this is when eating disorders really enter the chat because now um i got to a point where i celebrated the feeling of hunger you know it was like if i'm hungry that means i'm not overeating um that means i'm losing weight <laughs> literally i associated the feeling of hunger with losing weight and it felt like a reward it was a good time and i'd be happy about it you know but then here's the thing your body kind of gets used to specific diets and so it no longer gets as hungry as it did in the beginning because now it's used to it you know and so that's what my body was getting to it was getting to this point where it was getting used to this restricted diet that i was on and so i stopped feeling as hungry as i did before and that to me was like oh no this means i'm eating a lot again this means i'm gaining weight again oh no and i hated feeling full you know if i felt full i would start doing pushups or whatever because it was like i need to burn this fat off um and that was horrible it was such a horrible feeling and i remember i started becoming a serious calorie counter to the point where i invested in a food journal and this is where i would like write down what i ate at what time how many calories it had and then at the end of the day i would like add all of those calories up and see how many calories i consumed um excuse the birds if you can hear them sorry about that um but that's where i was at and at this point i still wasn't aware of the emotional and mental implications of this you know i wasn't aware of the fact that girl you have a eating disorder you are starving yourself and you are celebrating things that you shouldn't celebrate and you are harming your body but to me it felt right 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 <laughs> um so then now we get into university 2018 2019 sorry and the diet that i'd been on in 2018 i got off of it again because again it's like 
that diet wasn't working with my body. It was working against my body. And unfortunately, you can't keep at something that's working against your body. At some point, you are going to crack and you are going to fall off the wagon. And that's what happened with me. So I gained weight. Um, and then I was like, nope, I need to lose it. And now, because I was aware of coffee, of how coffee could like help curb your appetite and everything, I started skipping meals. You know, now I wouldn't eat lunch and I'd only eat um, supper, you know, I started making sure that if I felt hungry, I would only eat like two slices of white bread um, with a glass of black coffee because I was just so afraid of gaining weight. And still, if I ever felt felt full, I would like literally take my phone and look at my tummy through the front camera to see if my tummy has increased in size. And it was crazy, like, for me to see weight gain as this this bad thing and this thing that just happens instantly like if you eat once you've gained you know that's how I saw it and I continued on like that and um I was still because of this and because of these little personal issues that I was having in the previous episode I mentioned how now I was stressed about having to find something to wear because, you know, I couldn't wear school uniform every day. So that stress came from the fact that I didn't feel confident in my body and having to wear like my own outfits every day was kind of just like, oh, no, you know, and I'd spend hours trying to figure out what to wear. Um, and the worst part is we didn't really have, I didn't have a mirror in my res room. So I'd kind of have to walk out into the corridor and see if whatever I was wearing was working. And that was kind of embarrassing for me because, I mean, anyone could have seen me at any moment. And again, I was like, yo, this person's going to think, what is this fatty looking at? You know, like that's what was going through my mind. And that's where I was at. Um, so now we go into 2019 early 2019, I'm still on this crash diet kind of thing, you know, where I started, I stop it, I started, I stop it. And so one day I was on Instagram, I think this was around September, August, somewhere there. Um, I was on Instagram and this one profile got suggested to me and I was like, oh, okay. So I clicked on it and that's when my life changed because that profile belonged to a fat girl who looked gorgeous and she dressed amazingly like her clothes looked so good on her she wasn't wearing baggy t-shirts she wasn't wearing baggy pants or anything like that she was wearing tight skirts tight mini skirts she was wearing tank tops she was wearing shorts she was just living her best life and to me it was like wait wait so i can be fat and have nice clothes and look good in them what and I remember she had also cut her hair and to me as a fat person I felt like I couldn't cut my hair because if I did then all people could see was my fatness you know I felt like my hair would kind of take away from the fat body <laughs> so when she was fat and had cut her hair it was also kind of like you look so good you are a fat girl with no hair and you look so good and I was on a crash diet when I saw this profile. And I kid you not, I stopped that crash diet immediately. It was, it was such a moment. It was such a liberating moment. And it was the moment where I started to put in work. 
I started to put in the work of unlearning my internalized fat phobia, the work of being okay with me being fat, you know? And I remember when I decided to end that diet, I literally went to the kitchen and made myself a Russian. I was like, yo, I've been wanting this. <laughs> I've been wanting this for a while. And I made it for myself. And I told my mom, I was like, I'm done with diets. Um, I'm a fat person and I want to be okay with that. I want to accept it and I want to own it, you know? And my mom was like, all right, all right, you got this. And I started that journey. And one of the things that I made sure to do in that year, so December came around and around December, you know, Christmas clothes most. So <laughs> my mom wanted to take us out on a little shopping spree. And this time I was very intentional about buying clothes that actually fit me because before I would buy clothes that had smaller sizes on them and I knew that they either wouldn't fit me or they wouldn't fit me well and I'd feel uncomfortable in them because they'd just be holding me in all the wrong spots and they'd be rubbing against me and 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 it just wouldn't be a nice time but with this shopping spree I was like I want to buy clothes that fit me but not only that I want to buy clothes that I actually like I want to buy the colorful clothes I want to buy the tight clothes I I just want to learn what works for my body and what doesn't, you know? And I remember I bought my first jean that actually fit me. And I remember putting it on and bending over. <laughs> and the ease that came with that bending over, it was easy. You know, the jean wasn't pressing against my stomach. It wasn't pressing against my upper thighs. I could actually freely move in that jean. I remember sitting down and standing up. And there were no restrictions. I was feeling good. There was no fear that, you know, the buttons would pop off or the zip would pop open. None of that. I just felt so comfortable in it. And to this day, that jean is one of my favorite jeans. And I feel like if it ever gets worn down or whatever or starts getting holes or whatever, I'm going to keep it as kind of like a memento that the first jean I bought that actually fit me. And I learned what my actual jean size was because I remember before I didn't know it and whenever we'd go shopping, I'd have to take like six different jean sizes. Mind you, I'd always take the smaller sizes, okay? And so I'd, I'd spend like a couple of minutes in the fitting room and I'd be getting so demotivated because all of these jeans wouldn't fit me. And that would make me feel horrible. That would make me feel like something was wrong with me. And so now finally knowing what my jean size was was like that's all out the way now I know that with certain shops I might have to size up with others I might have to size down but at least I know where I am it's no longer a guessing game you know and that was amazing and then I remember I saw a quote that was like clothes are supposed to fit you you are not supposed to fit clothes you are buying the clothes the clothes are not buying you so if it doesn't fit take it back and get one that does instead of Buying something that doesn't fit and saying, okay, I'm going to lose weight so I can fit into it, you know? And that freed me, that liberated me. And I was like, I'm going to buy clothes that fit. And if I buy a jean and it fits and then maybe the following month it doesn't, I'm going to go and thrift it instead of keep it and keep on trying to tell myself to lose weight for it, you know? It was amazing and it was a powerful feeling. But of course, you don't just get over things. You don't just get over fat phobia. You don't just get over not being happy with your fat self. You know, it's a process. And so I sometimes have those urges to lose weight. You know, I sometimes look at myself in the mirror and think, mm, that tummy though, those, those fat rolls at the back though, maybe let's just 
slimmed down a little bit, you know. But that voice that told that was like saying, no, we are unlearning this. Our body's not the problem, okay? Um, so I wouldn't go back to that, even though I had those urges. And sometimes they were so strong. And sometimes I'd go to bed feeling horrible because I'd be like, man, I'm so fat. And I remember I got to a point where I didn't want to see myself in mirrors anymore and whenever a mirror would come up I'd kind of like look away or if there was a reflective surface I'd look away because I just wouldn't want to see myself in it you know um but again I kept I kept working at it I kept on affirming myself and I kept on reassuring myself I kept on and what I started to do also was I started intentionally following plus size creators and content creators and whatever's in your whatever's because I was like I want to see more of fat girlies living their best lives. I want to see more fat girlies wearing whatever they want to wear, doing whatever they want to do to their hair and looking amazing, you know? Um, and I also started following fat creator, content creators who were speaking about fat phobia and all those kinds of things. And I actually started learning about fat phobia, you know, and just deconstructing a lot of the things that I had picked up whilst I was growing up, you know? And I'm happy to report that I got to a point where I was happy with seeing my body in the mirror or in reflective surfaces. I no longer cringed when I saw it, you know, and whenever an outfit wouldn't work, I would no longer think my body is the problem. No, instead it'd be like the outfit is the problem. That means I either need to change the pants or the top because there's something wrong with this with the combo of clothing. You know, it wouldn't be there's something wrong with my body. And I remember one day sitting down and reflecting, and that's when I realized that's where I was at, that I was at that point where I was confident in my body and I was happy with showing it off. And I remember earlier this year, my friend and I went to a Musa Keys show and I wore a top that was basically like see-through. It was mesh-ish, right? And so you could literally see my fat rolls on the side. You could see my fat rolls at the back. But I was happy. And I wore a short, tight skirt. And you could see my cellulite thighs. You could see my jiggly thighs. But I was having the time of my life. And I felt so sexy. I felt so pretty. I felt so confident. I was like... I love feeling like this. I love feeling so free to show off my body. I love existing in this body, you know. And I remember I heard the term big body bands. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> she had big body bands. <laughs> and I loved it. And I think one of the things that helped was me freeing myself from the male gaze. You know, I was just like, let me stop caring what men think about how I look let me stop caring because in a lot of cases I was really worried about what men thought about my body yes of course I was also worried about how other girls looked at me or whatever but the main target group were men I was like oh my goodness he's gonna think I'm fat he's gonna think I'm this he's gonna think I'm that and I remember I got to a place where I would settle for rubbish dudes because I'd be like they're doing me a favor I mean I'm fat can you imagine that was such a low point but when I freed myself from the male gaze, it was like, oh, dude, I don't care. I really don't care what you think because I'm not dressing for you. Okay, <laughs> my love, I'm dressing for me. <laughs> so if you're not happy with what you see, I don't know what to tell you because I am, you know. And I think that was very essential for me. It was very important for me to lose the weight of other people's opinions of me. And it was important for me to, like, figure out 
what I actually thought and what I actually felt. And remember when I said I brought in my nine-year-old self to the chat, my nine-year-old self was like, we were okay with being fat. Being fat was never something to be ashamed of. It was never something that we saw to be negative. We were okay with it. But society made us feel bad about it. But us within, we're okay with it. And this is how we want to exist, right? And so I was like, yeah, I'm okay with being fat. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, I don't want to do that. And also I was like, I'm going to set my own standard of beauty. And my standard of beauty is being fat. I, th that's it for me um and it was it was great i think the feeling of going excuse me the feeling of going from seeing your body as this ugly thing or the vessel that you're in right from seeing it as this ugly thing to seeing it as this beautiful thing that should be celebrated is such an amazing feeling and one of the things that i also did is that i would actually talk to my body and I'd say things like if I was hard on it that particular day or if I was like, ah, oh, why am I so fat? You know, I'd apologize. I'd be like, you know what? I'm so sorry <laughs> for doing this to you. I am so thankful and I'm so grateful for how you keep on showing up for me every single day, how you never fail me. And it's not OK for me to keep on imposing these societal standards of beauty on you because, I mean, look at you. You're hot AF. I mean, look at them curves, you know. Um, I had to start doing that. I had to start affirming myself. And this is going to sound crazy, but I also started looking at myself like from the third person, person point of view. So all the affirmation and the love and the reassurances that I'd give to other people, I started intentionally giving them to myself because it was like, I am a person too, and I need this too, you know? And it really, really helped. And I think what also helped was making sure that I only have relationships with people who are ready and willing to celebrate me as what I am and as who I am and not people who want to change me because they want me to fit a specific look or whatever, you know, and that, and that helped. But it's just so scary and so sad how... <sighs> how people can just make you hate yourself and how they can take you from being happy to being sad. But it's important to put in that work and it's important to sit down with yourself and ask yourself, but what is this? You know, and just really introspect and unpack these things and work through it and work through the fat phobia and all of that. So yeah, I'm on, I'm still on the healing journey. I think it's, again, it's not just an overnight kind of thing. It's something that you just have to keep working at. And I know that sometimes the feeling of hunger triggers me. You know, It triggers me and takes me back to those times where I celebrated it. Sometimes I do celebrate being hungry. And then I have to kind of give myself that wake-up call of, ah, 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 this is not good. You know, Sometimes I intentionally skip meals and I have to remind myself that, no, your body needs nourishment. Your body is an ally, not an enemy. Don't do this love it, take care of it, nourish it the way that it needs to be nourished. And I also had to learn that being fat doesn't equal being unattractive or being unfit or being unhealthy. It doesn't equal that, you know, nor does being slim equal being attractive, equal being healthy <laughs> or being fit. It really, really doesn't. Size does not tell you anything other than the fact that you're at the size and I also stopped looking at the word fat as an insult. It was just like, to me, it's just a word that describes 
something the same way thin describes something the same way tall and short describe something i mean we don't take those words as insults so why are we taking fat as an insult you know and i know that obviously society took that word and decided to weaponize it against fat people but i was like i'm going to deconstruct that and to me fat is just going to be a word and it was i also talked to people around me because i remember i'd be like oh i'm fat and they'd be like no you're beautiful <laughs> and i sat them down and i talked to them about how that is not a good thing to say and how it's a negative thing to say and i was like maybe you have some internalized fat phobia that you might you might need to work through you know and understand that when i say i'm fat i'm not saying i'm fat as you know as a way to like cry or feel bad about myself i'm just saying i'm fat as a way to describe my body and also i said i'm fat not ugly so <laughs> let's not even you know but yeah that's just what i wanted to share with you guys today um, and that journey and yeah and I just want to say I'm really proud of myself for the place that I'm at now um, and I'm just proud of myself for taking the time to unlearn those things and actually committing myself to unlearning those things and intentionally putting myself in spaces that would make me feel uncomfortable you know the kinds of spaces where they talk about how fat phobia is ridiculous and they stop promoting fat bodies and and, and 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 because sometimes that feels uncomfortable because it's like why are fat bodies being so normalized when i've gotten used to this notion that fat bodies should be hidden you know so i was intentionally putting myself in those spaces that were normalizing fat bodies no matter how uncomfortable they felt and i just want to say sometimes being uncomfortable doesn't mean that something is bad for you okay Sometimes being uncomfortable is just a thing of like you've gotten so used to being in a toxic space and now that you're in a healthy space, it's uncomfortable, but it's good that you're in a healthy space. So don't just drop things or run away from things because you feel uncomfortable when you know that these things are actually good for you and will contribute greatly to your overall overall well-being, you know, just wanted to put that out there. But Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. And this was a really, this, the, the topic that I covered today is something that's so close to my heart. And I don't want to lie, it was a little difficult, you know, to talk about this. And I had to write down so many notes. <laughs> and I kept on asking myself, is this a little too deep? You know, is this a little too depressing? Is this a little too much? But it was like, but this is what this podcast is for. This podcast is for me to actually get into those nitty gritties and talk about things that people don't like to talk about, talk about things that people feel uncomfortable with. But at the end of the day, these conversations are very necessary and they're very necessary for healing and for growth, you know. So, yeah, I pushed myself and I had that conversation with myself. And I hope you have that conversation with yourself, whatever conversation you need to have, have it um so yeah thank you guys so much for joining me really appreciate you all for being here